You are now listening to a member of the Disney Podcast family. Head over to Disney Podcast family on Instagram to see all the latest posts for this show and links to other great Disney podcasts. Hello! Welcome to another episode of Knights of the Rogue Republic, a podcast that focuses on all things Star Wars under the umbrella of Walt's Apartment Podcast family. We're excited to be here to talk about Ahsoka, episode 6, Far, Far Away. This is Amber, and I'm here with... Jade and... Joey! What's up? All right. We did a lot of speculating the end of last episode. <laughs> and it did not go the way we expected, but I am here for it. This was a spectacular chef's kiss reveal. I feel like I feel like we kind of got our speculation of what has Ezra, Ezra and Thrawn been up to in we like did. a ra- like a mm-hmm. belated kind of a way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like some little little things that I'll bring up later about Maybe a little more of what they've been up to. Hmm. Right. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> okay. So. so, episode starts out with the Pergil traveling through hyperspace. I thought it was pretty interesting seeing them travel through hyperspace and you kind of got like those rainbow colors, mm-hmm. which I think are is them like showing that it's a like faster hyperspace. Uh-huh. Right. Inter- Very yes, yes. <laughs> the banter with Ahsoka and Hu Yang. Yes, interesting banter. So good. I was like, ooh, Hu Yang's got some stuff. He's got, got some, some archived things to <laughs> share with us. And then it cut yes. away, and I was very disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was very interesting how Hu Yang kind of had some insight for Ahsoka about how that was like Sabine's only choice to find Ezra. And Ahsoka seemed to think that if she had more training, maybe she would have made a different choice. But Mm -hmm. I just don't think that's accurate. Yeah, Hu Yang's been the droid of reason. Anytime Ahsoka all season has been kind of like, too tough on Sabine or talking too tough. He's yeah. like, well, that maybe that was her <laughs> only choice, or you know, uh huh. Kind of yeah. like yeah. when Ahsoka felt like her only choice was to leave the order. Did yeah. she really have any other choice at that? You know what I mean? So, like, there's some kind of interesting parallels too. I think that are happening. Oh, leave it to Filoni. Yeah. Um, so. And then, I mean, the biggest part of that whole conversation was the in a galaxy far, far away. It's like, oh, they said it. They said it in life. I no, it's like the breaking the fourth window or something, or fourth <laughs> wall, whatever that's called. Oh, oh. just meta. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I, cool. I like too how he was talking about the different stories, and you know, you think of there's there's three main stories, and you think of three main trilogies, and Asuka's mm-hmm. like, I like the first one the best. You know, if you kind of, <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't know if that was had anything to do with it. I just thought that was kind of funny if, you know, they had that little meta moment that they kind of kept like the original one's the best one. Yeah, I, mean, oh, I did not put that together. <laughs> I did not see it that way. That's interesting. I put it together as like the ages. So like the core yeah. ages of the galaxy and that being the three stories. So interesting. Like probably, the High Republic. Just overthinking. See, like, Joey, I took it as uh, the first like episode one, two, and three was the best because that was like the Clone Wars era. <laughs> That's <yeah>. funny. <laughs> and I'm probably just over that. Just, you know. Laying in bed thinking of like, oh, what did that mean? (laughs) Funny that we all interpreted that same statement so differently. (laughs) (laughs) Through our own lens of Star Wars. It's accurate. It's accurate. Okay, so let's let's hop into it. Uh, Next scene, we see Sabine locked up having a little sassy interaction with Balin's skull about seeing Ezra again and, you know thought she'd get a window with a view mm-hmm. that was and... funny again the force moment where she <laughs> is that that time that, that was she's... a little later oh, okay <laughs> that was hilarious that was funny <laughs> then we get uh morgan and their arrival at paradia they come out of hyperspace and you kind of see the little i don't know how to describe it like lightning strikes behind them I think it's kind of interesting that, like, their ship makes that, but the Pergil don't. So clearly it's something specific with their ship and not and the travel so much through energy, hyperspace so, so much fast. power going through there, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and it was the first time I realized in seeing it that how they'll use it to get Thrawn back is very much like they did the ships that would dock the Jedi ships with the ring and then the ring and the ship would travel. So like, I just imagined it clearly that they're on ship will just dock right in the middle of that hyperspace ring. Mm-hmm. Boom. Yeah. That's probably exactly what they're planning. Just mm-hmm. like the hyperspace rings that like the Jedi used for their smaller yeah. ships, but on like a bigger scale for a death star. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for a cruiser. Or not a death star. <laughs> yeah. You guys know what I mean. Uh, My bad. <laughs> oh, that, uh, you, I've already seen a meme with that. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay. So uh, it's like the ancient home world of the Dathomir, oh. and like, oh my gosh, I was we, just like glued at this point. I was like, yeah, yeah. Para, para like, what? How do you say it? Para uh, Paradia. Paradia. That's my um total botched version probably <laughs> yeah and that that was yeah the origins of the death Mirian. and i found it super cool that like you saw like the pergil bones and balan's like this is like a graveyard where the yeah like the rings of saturn but are the rings around this planet are all bones <laughs> yeah where they come to die it's yeah like, oh, oh dang <laughs> yeah i mean it so kind of dope it kind of makes sense, you know, migration patterns and whatnot, but mm-hmm. seeing all their remnants. <laughs> and then they also mentioned that uh, did that the Death Mary were like the first to ride the Pergil in the days like before time was counted. 
uh-huh. if that's how she put it. Uh-huh. Mm, mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then uh, Sabine's loaded on that transport, and they're heading down to the planet's surface. And then something that kind of, like, was interesting to me was Shin and Sabine, like, share this little, like, side-eye look. And I think it's a kind of a theme through this episode, like, of Shin and, like, Sabine's relationship almost. Yeah, like later each other out a little bit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then later on, like, Shin's, like, questioning. It's getting hard. <laughs> Okay, we do that here. Okay, okay, okay. (laughs) Otherwise, we forget later, you know? I'm trying to say... even Morgan's... I was going to say, even Morgan was kind of telling Balin, like, oh, you still think you're going to honor your agreement, you know, Mm -hmm. with her, which seemed to be another theme throughout the episode. Yeah. About him honoring or altering the agreement. Yep. Yeah, (laughs) and you can definitely see it on him, this episode, like this fight within himself. Of like which way he's leaning in a way, and then when the the skipping ahead, when the witches say something about there being a Jedi, uh, a little like I kind of expected them in the moment to look at him. Yeah, like there was a small part of me where like, who are you actually talking about right now? Yeah, because he looked I, a little relieved when they went straight to Sabine, mm-hmm. and he was like, oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yes, interesting. Well, go to the witches. I mean, what did you guys think yeah, when you yeah, saw okay. the witches in live action? Oh okay, God. seeing seeing all the statues, I, those were so interesting. And then, like, the giant temple. And I thought, it, okay, when they popped up on top of the temple, I thought it was really weird. Like, what were they doing with those little orbs? And, like, I think a common thing through this episode is talking about, like, the strings of destiny. And there was like little strings connecting the orbs. So I'm wondering if those are like, I don't know, balls of sight or something. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I I really, t- I was talking to somebody uh, and they really brought in how, uh, in general, the, the, the sisters really have that, um, I forget what they're called, but basically the... Uh, the three witches from like Hercules and Macbeth and they all had the seeing eye, but they each had their own. So, but it it was kind of like similar in a way, but you know, instead of having one for the three of them, they each had their own, but Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah. Some kind of like power of future sight. Yeah. But man, they look so awesome. Oh, they so good in live action. Oof. And I was kind of curious. Why is there only three of them? Like, where is the rest of their people? Well, where's weren't there three on Dathomir? Well, there was uh, there was mother. Yeah, there was. And then there were two daughter witches, right? uh, In the Rebels series, I no, I think there was. I think there was more. There was three, but then somehow one died, or something happened, and Ventress became one. No, she was uh-huh. a lost one. Ah, it's been so long. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if there's something in their like culture or religion that is about the Trinity portion of that. You know, like rule with, of three. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like the rule of two, but <laughs> witches get one more. 
Yeah, but I think they I mean, translated. I, the I thought look, it was cool. The the yeah. vibe of the clothes and the face, the whole piece translated really well to live action. They did a good job with this. Oh yes, yes. Yeah, I thought it was big. Just Morgan saying she's a descendant of one is like, oh my gosh, she's a descendant. But then seeing them and finding out that they were the one, because I was wondering how could she communicate with Thrawn be so far away. We find out is because of the, mm-hmm. the night witch magic, the dark magic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all falling together now. And an interesting thing to know about Thrawn and some of the stuff that comes into play from the books is that the the Skywalkers in his galaxy that like travel them through hyperspace and that they can um, they do it because they have the foresight to see ahead of time where to maneuver the ship around areas and paths in the galaxy. So they can see ahead in time, just little bits. And as they grow up, they lose that sight. So they only use them as children. But then in one of the books, he goes and he visits and talks to one of the older people that, you know, originally worked with the Skywalkers um, and learns more about that power. And then there's a, sorry, I'm bringing in all, all this stuff from the novels in the, in the high Republic series. Um, there is a character who has this foresight ability to see into the future and oddly enough is used by the villain in this story. Um, in the High Republic series of of stories to to kind of um, help lead him in his choices. Hmm. So it's the same vibe in this where Thrawn's using the witches and their power to kind of guide his decision-making or his paths in one direction or another, it seems like. Mm, Yeah. Mm, So much. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, then uh, we get the scene with Balin and Shin on top of the temple when they're talking about uh, like how he watched the temple burn, the Jedi temple, and it's an inevitable cycle that repeats itself again and again. And how he talked about like going back to like the beginning and like it just reminded me so much of like breaking the wheel in Game of Thrones. Mm -hmm. That's what it was was reminding me of. No, that was a good call, and they and they look Game of Thrones to me Mm -hmm. in their outfits, which I I cannot finish. I cannot stop saying how cool they look. Oh, seriously, the costuming is so good. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, and he he makes a a comment later to Shin about how I've trained you to be more. So Mm -hmm. again, that whole like gray space of. Not Jedi, but not not Jedi. <laughs> not Sith, not Jedi. And what did he call Ezra? Uh, uh, he called him... B- Boken, Bakken, Jedi? Uh, oh gosh, I got it. Yeah. The term for Jedi that have come about post-fall of the temple. Yeah. Interesting that there's he, a name he comes from a He comes from a breed of broken Jedi trained in the wild. Honestly, I think I heard something like Boken 2, but I, yeah. I I was reading the subtitles and that's what I wrote down because of it. Yeah. And because that's mm-hmm. when she asked, what, you know, is that what I am? And he's like, no, I trained you to be something more. And mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, I think 
broken is what he said, not broken. Uh, oh, okay. okay. Yeah, breed of broken Jedi. Gotcha. Trained in the wild. <laughs> Why am I crinkling? All mm-hmm. right, so to rewind, they take Sabine, the witches do. They capture her. She's the one that they are saying is a Jedi. Yeah. And they put her in isolation. <laughs> and then they go. And the, yeah. And, the, and, then, and then this then, is where. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. Go, go, go ahead. This is, this is where you see Sabine like sitting there calling out to Ahsoka. And like then she gets up and like reaches for the door and tries to like use the force, I'm guessing, to open it. I think that was her plan. And then, like, the door starts crumbling a little bit, and she's like, was that me? <laughs> and then she realizes it was it was Thrawn's ship. <laughs> yeah, what? like the moment with Shin before, where we're mm-hmm. like, did she move her, or what just happened? <laughs> or with a cup. I mean, do you think they keep doing this because they're eventually going to reveal that she does have a force? Power? I feel like they're insinuating it pretty hard, especially with the witches saying she reeks of Jedi. Because mm-hmm. like I thought that was pretty significant. Because I did think mm-hmm. if they were talking about Balin mm-hmm. more than they were talking about her. Yeah, I mean, if she can't use the Force like as a Jedi would, why would they say that? Uh huh. Yeah. Exactly. I don't know. Unless they were sensing whatever presence was even still on Ezra's lightsaber. I mean, how? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> There's so know. much to take in. It, it could it could be chalked up to so many different things. Yeah. Yeah. So that rumbling was actually a ship. Yeah. Thrawn the, Star Destroyer. The shot of that thing. Oh my gosh. And how it's all like ragtag. Like, one of the greatest shots ever. I love it. And the shimmer. I think it's Shimmeron. Is that how you say it? Shimmeron? Uh, chimera? Oh, yeah. Chimera. Sorry. Thinking of something different. Um, that's on the bottom. His symbol. Oh. Oh, love it. <laughs> and seeing it all beat up still from the purgles and all that damage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then they open the hangar and the troopers. This was just gorgeous. The oh, way yeah. that they gilded together, like patchworking their armor with like gold and the wrapping, the red wrapping that is a nod to the Dathomirian. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, there was it was it was so cool. Yeah, and just yeah, the way it hovered over that temple or the where their mm-hmm. their version of Stonehenge, I guess. <laughs> yes, and the music starting in this part. Oh my gosh, Thrones so good! Theme. The <laughs> chanting that the troopers are doing, like it was just all just such a beautiful reveal moment. The gold oh, faced loved- trooper. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I loved how Thrawn's voice was just like so rebels. I was just like, oh my gosh. I mean, it is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I thought it was. It was. They did a good job with like the hairline and like, you know, a lot of the components of of translating Thrawn from animation. Yes. And the eyes Mm -hmm. were just like, they weren't just like red contacts slapped in there. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people because you know Star Wars fans could be such the nicest people out there on the internet, <laughs> but you know they've been really uh, not everybody, but a lot of them have been really hammering the look of Thrawn. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I personally didn't mind it because being being a fan of Rebels, the fact that they got uh, Lars Mikkelsen to do the voice, exactly. And like you said, once he started talking, it's like wrong. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, there's no, mm-hmm. no doubt about it. I didn't mm-hmm. care. If, you know, he didn't look like he does in the comics or the cartoon or something. But I just thought this is when the, when picking the animated actor does really add that much um, especially yeah. to a character with his presence the music is blaring and mm-hmm. you can't just have him sound like some i mean no offense to any british listeners but just a regular british evil guy he's got to have that cadence and the way he talks and i'm the so very glad measured, they went with him. like mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. it, i just it feel like perfection. yeah and it's 10 years later people Exactly. Don't we all look significantly different than we did ten years ago? Be real <laughs> a <now>. little bit. <laughs> so, and and the translation from Rebels animation into live action—it's just—it's not going to look the same at all. Like, just look at Vader. Look at Vader in Rebels. He doesn't look like Vader in the movies. Yeah. Like, gotta be realistic here, people. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, I think it's great. His his vibe translated mm-hmm. wonderfully all his lines were just so very thrown mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. like when mm-hmm. oh he brought a you know we we brought a prisoner well you didn't tell me about the prisoner then balin's like oh well you know this is uh mercenary balin skull he's like oh general balin skull. like yeah. boom he knew mm-hmm. exactly who he was right exactly yeah. <laughs> former jedi <laughs> mm-hmm. the only thing i was like kind of like hmm why didn't he know about Ahsoka and her background? Why did he ask to have to ask like who ma- her master was and all of that, which I'm kind of jumping forward here, kind of made me think like, I wonder if Anakin like erased the records of himself being a part of the Jedi Order and then like along with that had to erase Ahsoka, maybe. Because like I feel like Thrawn in the Age of the Empire would know who Ahsoka was. Especially mm-hmm. since he knew, well, I don't know if it was it canon in the books where Thrawn figured out who Vader was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it, it, so it was in the Disney it was era, heavily right? Heavily implied. Mm-hmm. Like, let's put it that way that that he knew who he was. Yeah. So I found it very interesting that he didn't know who Ahsoka Tano was and wanted a background on her. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's for the mm-hmm. casual fan to be like. <gasps> Yeah. <laughs> well, and I don't know that Thrawn held enough high enough office. I'm trying to remember before Vader came into existence. So yeah, I don't think he probably would have had any any need to know who she was. But why would he have a need to know who Balin was? I mean, that's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's kind of a questionable thing. I was thinking, well, if he knew who who Anakin was, but he didn't know who Ahsoka was, my brain was like, maybe Vader, with his little bit of Anakin left, erased her from the records so people wouldn't know her existence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, interesting. Maybe I'm just daydreaming here. I don't know. <laughs> no, I think that's no that 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 would be a good thought too. Or even a lot of the, or. I know, I mean, I wouldn't want to go as far back as even like Yoda, Obi-Wan, you know, when they're telling the Jedi to go away. Mm-hmm. But, you know, since she wasn't technically a Jedi, maybe she was erased even before that. Mm-hmm. As 
I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like when she was, when she left the Jedi Order, maybe. Like the current record they had of, for the yeah. Inquisitors to go hunt or whatever, mm-hmm. that she wasn't yeah, even a so part like, of that. Dooku was no, even though he hunted. left the Jedi Order, but he left as a master, so he was still in the record as a a former Jedi. But maybe like Ahsoka was never; she was still an apprentice or a Padawan, never an official Jedi. So then maybe they kind of like you didn't make the team, so you're you're <laughs> taking off the record. <laughs> Perhaps, until you're, yeah. uh, I don't know that so much. We're all spe- we're speculations. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, so then we get like the shot of Sabine and Thrawn's interaction. Mm-hmm. You know, yes, because wa- they do know each other. Oh yes, he's yes. like that's a that's a familiar name. <laughs> she will be help. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. she will be, be used to us. And then, of course, she's just like, "Where's Ezra? Where's Ezra?" And then Thrawn with his very focused. yes, very Thrawn lines. Singular focus mm-hmm. will reshape the galaxy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then a line he and, said and secretly I'm thinking uh huh yes mm-hmm. it will <laughs> <laughs> and not the way you think it will <laughs> and then he also said that like they'll give her their latest intel on Bridger's whereabouts so I'm like has have they been like trying to keep tabs on where he's at and mm-hmm. if they have like have they been like trying to hunt him this whole time because clearly Thrawn doesn't want him alive but he also didn't want to waste more than two squads to go help support him. So I really think his line later about having reduced numbers is legit. And the way that he strategically thinks about everything so far ahead around survival that he knew he couldn't waste men going after him at any of the points in time until now. That's so true. he was just keeping tabs on kind of where he was, you know what was happening, not necessarily exactly where he was or what he was doing, but just in general, like Mm -hmm. keeping him on the radar, so to speak, but not wanting to waste his time yet again, because I'm assuming Ezra has become pretty legit in his own right. Well, he was pretty legit at the end of Rebels. Yeah, (laughs) but he was still young. You know, it's now been 10 years. Think about. So. Yeah, I, was still, I don't say confused, but I'm like, in ways, I'm like, I don't think he's actually looking for him, but if he finds them, you know, get rid of them. But <laughs> just for. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not like an overall mission to find yeah. Ezra Bridger. True. Because we, we find out when they send the send them out, he's like, oh, yeah, well, if they find him, they kill him. If yeah. you find him, if, if she finds him, kill them both, whatever. Yeah, or Who they'll be stranded are. here. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Moving on with his plan. Like, yeah. And it's not yeah. necessarily. Yeah. He's underestimating. Mm-hmm. Which you would think he would have learned. Based on the Rebels series. Underestimating these Rebels. Yeah. True. Very true. <laughs> so Sabine sets out on the Howler. <laughs> howler. Rat loath wolf. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> or uh, what did we say earlier, Joey? Rat. Oh, the uh, uh, rodent of unusual size. Rat- <laughs> yes, from the Princess Bride. <laughs> and then uh, Thrawn's uh, captain of the guard, Enoch. And Enoch is mm-hmm. like die well <laughs> when she sets off. And I was like, mm-hmm. hmm. Hmm. that face and- on the helmet oh. is 
just so weird. It's very odd looking. It's very, very uh, oh, cool. uh, Alice samurai. in Wonderland. Oh, mm. or Samurai. Yeah, but uh huh. Mm-hmm. So. This whole entire season, I mean, I've loved all the Star Wars shows uh, that have come out uh, in the, the Disney Plus era. Um, Ahsoka, to me, is by far a leap ahead of everything that's come out so far. But I, I just, and like, I was supposed, you know, you guys know this, but I just see all my cosplay friends throughout this entire season. Like, okay, I want to do that. Oh, no, no, no. I want to do that. Oh, crap. Okay, I want to do this one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, there's like <laughs> so many new looks and so many uh, outfits and costumes could just be modified from previous uh, costumes yeah. a lot of my friends have like oh that's mm-hmm. no problem i'll just cut the face off and put something else there now uh-huh. so, uh-huh. it's been a costume designer's uh, dream uh to work on i bet on this yeah show. yeah seriously and cool. they're also yes. intricate and like beautiful mm-hmm. even the badlands uh what did they call them characters when they show them from the back very samurai <laughs> with the red and the just the detailing. It was cool. Yes, red seems to be the color of this planet, too. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, so then we get that scene of Sabine writing out and, like, them just discussing how they're going to follow her and, you know, take them out once <laughs> mm-hmm. she finds Ezra. Because, you know, technically he'll be, you know, uh, yeah, and then- honoring his agreement. And then uh, I thought it was an interesting line when Shin was. Go ahead. ahead. I thought it was an interesting line when Shin was like, "But I thought you were to honor your arrangement or agreement." And I was like, "Hmm, Mm -hmm. yeah, interesting." And then next, it cuts to Thrawn and Lizbeth talking about sending a squad to help them. Right? Mm -hmm. Isn't that next? Uh, And uh, or close to this? Close next. Close enough. And and he's like, um, no, I'm not going to waste more than two squadrons because our numbers have dwindled. And then he said, either way, you know, yeah, either it way, they'll matter be, if yeah. they come back or not, basically. And she kind of just had a like a moment of pause there, like, hmm. but okay. and he says it's so thronish. He's like, <laughs> two squads will be will suffice. You know, mm-hmm. j- just these big thesaurus <laughs> type words. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah. So Sabine's riding through the wasteland. She gets ambushed, kind of dukes it out with the people of the wasteland. I forget what they were called. Yeah, they, there was a name, but I can't I, I think they just said bandits. Bandits? Okay, bandits. Yeah, I think that's yeah. that sounds right. Because later on, Shin was like, bandits. You know, they're looking mm-hmm. at them. But... Okay, okay, yeah. But the so howler cool abandons see, uh, her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's cool to see Sabine go full Mando, too. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. A little yeah, I kept thinking, where's her helmet though? Her helmet. Uh, oh. Her, her, her helmet's coming. Yeah. <laughs> it's in a whale right now. <laughs> and she's always still like last resort is the lightsaber. Yeah. Which is kind of like, you know how much easier that would have been for you if you'd whipped that out five minutes ago? <laughs> <laughs> but like it's still not her like go-to. Yet, yeah. That was what thoroughly handed everybody their butts, you know, in quick order. So yeah. Yeah. But the howler ran off without her. <laughs> I didn't yeah. expect it to come back. So then the next 
like scene with him coming following her her. (laughs) so adorable oh my gosh i want one no (laughs) be rating it so this this episode like we've gotten like characters and everything from rebels like all year that that's been obvious but to me this episode felt like an episode of rebels the way the i don't say the cutesy stuff but this little dialogue with the howler Mm -hmm. that was very Mm -hmm. Ezra and the loft cat, you know, the ones that kept following them and stuff like that, or, you know, just the little animals and stuff. Then, then what we see later on again, straight out of rebels. I mean, it felt like a rebels episode in live action more yeah. than just Thrawn and Sabine and someone else. Yeah, <laughs> but, I agree. Mm-hmm. Yes. And the pacing was, I thought. Yeah. Right yeah. Yes. They executed yes. this episode very well. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was very interesting how she was like talking to the howler in a language that probably wasn't super familiar to it. And yet it seemed to like understand what she wanted. Mm-hmm. Like that yeah. was very interesting. Yeah. Like it's a little more intelligent than just like an animal. Because mm-hmm. 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 then she, you know, sets him about to find whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and he starts sniffing. And then they take off. Yeah. And they find the shell people was how I originally. <laughs> the, 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 hermit crab, the, yeah, the, the hermit crab slash grasshopper people. Mm, yeah. Uh, that's, there are some oh, yeah. weird appendages that aren't really hermit crab. And I, I was like space crabs that are dressed like hobbits. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was like, why are they wearing clothes? Yeah. And <laughs> Literally. You're a space I, crab. Uh, You're a space hermit crab. You don't need clothes. But like I, little like pea coats and little like vests <laughs> with buttons. I was like, yeah. what is happening right now? <laughs> and I, I I gotta give credit. I was listening to a, a Star Wars podcast and one of their listeners actually says that he after a while he's he started calling them because they were small and cute. He called them E E Rocks. He rocks. <laughs> waka waka. Yeah. But I thought that was good. <laughs> it, yeah. So then it starts when it noticed the thing on her shoulder. Paul the rebels the rebel symbol. And and they were mm-hmm. trying to like talk it out and like figure out what, what it was about it that was drawing him. I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> and then they all just like whoop out their little rebel symbols. <laughs> he made one for all of them. Oh my god. His own little band of rebels. So cute. Coming it's soon to Galaxy's Edge. Uh-huh. Yeah. Little wooden rebel necklaces. <laughs> so they take her back. Or wait, wait, wait. Okay. Little little side side quest in the middle of the story is when Balin finds all the dead uh, bandits and then mm. Shin and him have that little interaction about uh, how she was trained to be something more than a Jedi mm-hmm. and how like I thought it was interesting that Balin said he missed the idea of the Order so it makes me think that maybe he is I don't know how to word this Maybe he's hoping to like build something like the Jedi Order, but like more of like because the, there's this theme through it where like the Jedi Order wasn't what it was meant to be. 
it got like corrupted and all that. And maybe that's what he was referring to. Because nothing about Balin or Shin says evil mm-hmm. to me. Mm-hmm. But right. being that the Jedi's are the Jedi are gone, the Sith are gone. And I know so many like old school fans don't like the idea of gray Jedi's, maybe, but that's his end game is to form a not necessarily a Jedi or Sith, but just force users. Yeah. And depending if they're good or evil, it de- just depends on what mm-hmm. they're looking for at that specific specific time. Maybe kind of like a, his interpretation of balance in the force, which mm-hmm. might not be the good and evil balance, but just I don't know. I I still don't yeah, know what yeah. his in-game is, but I still love every scene he's in. So yeah. I think I think it implies well, the Shin, whole when Shin says, like, we can finally rise to power, and he's like, mm-hmm. it's not about that. So, yeah. like, clearly that's not what he's it's not just about power, which is what mm-hmm. Sith are about. So yeah. then you know, what is it then? Yeah. Yeah, and he, oh, go ahead, sorry. I feel like it's back to like the whole breaking the wheel thing. Like he wants mm-hmm. something that's not on one side or the other. It's something in the middle yeah. that's going to be something new that's not going to let the cycle keep repeating itself. Yeah, and there was some specific dialogue where Shin was like, "They're looking like they want to get the hell out of here. Maybe we should too." Mm-hmm. And he's like, "No, I sense something here. Can't you feel it? Something mm-hmm. calls to me." Yeah, and. I, yeah, I know I've mentioned it with Sabine before, but I mean this. A lot of this stuff kind of sounds very Bindu-ish to me. Yes, yes. just you know, not not the, he's not on the light or the dark. He's just in the middle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, well, I mean, it is the planet that originated the Dathmerian, who are Force users, different kind of Force users than we were used to. In the typical light versus dark. Granted, they yeah. tip more toward the dark side, obviously, <laughs> but it is still like an other. Mm-hmm. So there could be something there on that planet. Well, I thought it was interesting when he said he was talking about the witches and like perhaps they flee a power greater than their own when he was talking about what he sensed on the planet. So it definitely implies that there's some kind of power there. Mm-hmm. That maybe he's trying to seek out. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> there's still so much to find out. Hmm. I was gonna so, say with a little then, crab people too. Uh, when they meant Sabine, like I, I like that they speak different language. They don't speak basic like a lot of the stuff, but mm-hmm. they still you still make out like Papa Papa as a bridger. <laughs> you know they mm-hmm. so they recognize the name, which mm-hmm. I thought was kind of cute. <laughs> yep. So then we get Sabine arriving at the Noti camp and we see their little huts and their little, you know, whatever they're up to fixing their huts and messing with whatever's and the little baby Noti. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, oh gosh, you see Ezra for the first time. He's like, I knew you, I knew I could count on you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I didn't I thought I was going to see like at least some aspect of his rebels, you know, costuming in what he was wearing, but he wasn't. Mm-mm. Did anybody well, I mean, catch anything it's been there? 10 years. I think the boots looked a little bit like they'd just been refashioned. 
but um, no, I was trying to pick no. out pieces and I couldn't either. I there like that little... you can make out his car, which was cool. Oh, I mean, yeah. Just a little that. detail of that. Um, and and I, I thought like, everybody's like, it was weird. He had a beard. I'm like, he looked like his dad when every time he saw his, his dad had a full mm-hmm. beard and everything. And yeah, um, it's like, what but, do you think he has razors out there? <laughs> exactly. And the guy, I mean, I, I don't have his name right now, but I know a lot of people were like, oh, the guy that played Aladdin uh, is going to, he should be Ezra. And I, I, I don't, I didn't know about that, but this actor, and I apologize for not having that down, but he looked like Ezra, mm-hmm. like a live action Ezra should look. He had the mannerisms. He had the, like I keep mentioning like with the thrum, but like the voice cadence. And you could tell that both him and uh, Natasha did their homework because they, their banter together. That was vintage Sabine, Sabine and Ezra. Oh, hundred percent. Like, I think all the actors in this series studied rebels and even clone wars so well. And have got like the characters so yeah. down. It's amazing. Yeah. It's like, that's Sabine. That's Ezra. There's no question. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and I didn't think, I thought it was going to cut off before we got to him. This episode. <laughs> I, I I thought they would make us wait, so it was it was a pleasant surprise. Yes, yes, indeed. And then, spe- I mean, again with the Hobbit theme, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I'm seeing all these other shows in this now, but when he has them all like, okay, it's time to pack up and move out. That is so Hobbit in the new yeah. Hobbit. That's very true. Mm-hmm. But you find out that's why they can't find them because they're always on the move and yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and they're all like hidden in their rock shells. Mm-hmm. But and of course the dialogue's like, oh well, you know, I d- I did what I had to because it you know it worked. Then he's like, it worked, right? She's like, mm-hmm. yeah. How'd you get here? Uh, I don't want to talk about that right now. <laughs> yeah, let, let me just be happy I found you for a little bit, and then yeah. we'll discuss that. <laughs> and how he's all like, uh, how how'd you get a howler? Which kind of like insinuated like he knew where they came from and was like, how did you get one of those? Yeah. Suspicious. And she's like very dodgy about everything, of course. (laughs) And then he's all like. My dad was like, he always texts me after every episode and he's like, I really like that episode. I didn't think they needed the little crab people, though. That made no (laughs) sense. And I'm like, well, actually, it made a lot of sense because. I told him, I told him Ezra was, mm-hmm. yeah, and he's in tune with uh, aliens and creatures, uh, you know, and that it actually made sense that he would have befriended them yep. and for protection. And he's like, oh, okay, that makes sense. I'm like, dad, just watch the damn sh- cartoon. <laughs> the sh- watch the show, like <laughs> I told you, and you'll understand so much more. Yeah, I think more than anything, though. I don't know if like, I think they're protecting each other because I found it very interesting mm-hmm. that he was the one that was like, okay you know, speaking in whatever no tea language they're speaking and was like, time to pack up pretty much time to get moving. Like found it was interesting that he was the one to say, let's get going. Like almost like he was their leader. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. He's using them as camouflage mm-hmm. in a way. Yeah. In a way. Yes. And then his line, thanks for coming. I can't wait to go home. <laughs> I missed that. Is that it was like, the, it was like the very last thing he said. Mm-hmm. And she it gave was, that look like, uh, you're going to be mad at me next episode. <laughs> yeah, he's going to be like, what is going on? <laughs> yeah, you missed a lot. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then we get the scene with Ron and the great mother and the other witches. And they let him know that there's a Jedi coming and it rides the Travelers, which is the Pergil. Mm-hmm. Like, ooh. And then Thrawn's like, could it be the recently fallen Ahsoka or whatever he says? And then, you know, they're all like, no, she's dead. And then Thrawn's about like the deception of the Jedi and the witches. Like, yeah, Balin assured me. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. Well, he's a Jedi too. So now. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They never really die unless you see yeah. them die. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're like, Not even yeah, then. We know this. <laughs> and then it brings back Ahsoka lives. Mm-hmm. And we get that Thrawn dialogue again. Like, mm-hmm. goes to Morgan. All right, if you see space whales, uh, attack with prejudice. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. And Thrawn wants to know her background and, like, lists all these things. And then, like, I feel like part maybe. part of his portfolio. It's mm-hmm. all the things he needs to know to analyze his enemy. But I feel like he like emphasized master and I'm very interested to see if we're going to get to see his reaction to her file, so to speak. And like, if he's going to be like Anakin Skywalker was her master, you know, jump into action or something. (laughs) And uh, then the very last little bit, he asks the witches uh, to or says like, I need your aid. Once again, with your dark magic. And I was like, once again, I feel like he's been using their aid quite a bit in his exile. Yeah. Well, for sure. but like, I think all the stormtroopers are like that inquisitor. They're all, oh, they're all like, you know, that like would make a lot by, of sense. Because Enoch, he talked and he had that really distorted voice like uh, mm-hmm. Marok did when he was talking when they had a space battle. And yeah. some of them look a little haggard. Uh, I, a lot of them very look like their are the armor looks very pieced together, which like I guess that would make a lot of sense of like maybe they're not actually alive under there because all that armor does look very jacked up. Yeah, and even like the star destroyer was very heavily damaged where they were they were in the bridge so they were kind of protected probably by mm-hmm. like a field but certain areas that were open. I mean, there's probably yeah. just a bunch of random dead that's just my guess, because I don't know. But I mean that I that's a that's a very good point. That would make a lot of sense, just with the yes. state of their armor, and then you said like the voice thing, mm. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that he used it again. So I mean, mm-hmm. and we don't know what they're transporting too, because they're yeah, they need three the days heck? to transport these things that these some people things. say are yeah, she said three rotations or something. Yeah, and like the catacombs. Is yeah. what she yeah. called it. Like, what Ooh. is he? What were they? Like, that's where dead things get put. Yeah, catacombs is where dead things get put. It's <laughs> so... like an army of the dead. Oh my so gosh, that would be. Be. I was. You know who like, would lose their mind? What? People what that would read they? That ha- horror Star Wars book. I was thinking that... about that Death Troopers or whatever it was called. The zombie. Like the zombie uh, <laughs> troopers. Those I mean, people that would, would lose their mind if that became canon. <laughs> wasn't it the witches that like would use their dead to like fuel their magic too? So that would make a lot of sense. Either they're bringing all their dead to Dathomir or just the new galaxy in general to like help fuel their magic. Because he did say that the witches on the witches' request or whatever 
to bring yeah. all the things from the catacombs. Hmm. Yeah, so they hmm. were death troopers that were infested by a Sith plague. But that was not canon. They can't, the only canon part yeah. was that they showed up in a video game. Mm-hmm. And these were in, in the in the in the um, captions they were labeled as night troopers, so maybe it's just a different take on that. Yeah. Ooh, there are lots of night there is- are lots of stories popping up now about an army of zombie stormtroopers <laughs> in this. Just episode. a time for Halloween. <laughs> yeah, I mean the night and the name could refer to the night sisters, so. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. All right. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Speculations for the next episode, anyone? (laughs) Well, we know Ahsoka's going to pop in. Yeah. Yeah. And we know she's obviously not going to die in a pergil. Like, that's not how her story ends. That would be absurd. (laughs) Thrawn's ship is kind of, like, planted for the moment. And whatever they're doing Mm -hmm. on planet... So it's up to Elsbeth with the ring. I feel like I can't say what's exactly going to happen in the next episode, but I'd say there's a few things that are definitely going to happen. I'd say Thrawn is definitely going to go back to the original galaxy for sure. I think what's going to happen is like Ahsoka's going to arrive. There's going to be some kind of battle, obviously. And then... Uh, obviously I feel like Ahsoka, Sabine, and Ezra are all going to go back. And like, I feel like there's going to be like an epic battle. Back in our, in their own galaxy. You don't think that's happening in this Mm -hmm. galaxy? I don't think so. I mean, if you logically think about it, they have a whole legion of stormtroopers, a big starship, and Ahsoka just has her, Ezra, Sabine. And witches. (laughs) Yeah, and they have witches. (laughs) So I just... And they have Balin and Shin. Yeah, there's got to be a. There's in all these Star Wars movies. There's always the round two fight, and mm-hmm. especially with when the hero loses the first round. Mm-hmm. There's got to be a rematch with her and Balin, and then Sabine, Ezra, and Shin. But with Thrawn so quick to just leave them there, maybe I don't want to say that after a while they even team up, but. Oh yeah, that. like do they all get stranded and left behind? And then have to like work together to get back or like Balin and Shin like hold Sabine hostage or something till they like take them back to their galaxy. Something, something of the sort. I could see that. Mm. One thing I try not to do though, because <laughs> Saloni so Saloni. Baloney's so smart that it's just like I'm I'm just along for the ride, but mm. my head I can't don't... I can't even imagine what is coming. Like that's yeah. how many like yeah. pieces and directions it could go, and then all at the same time there seems like there's only one way it could go. So Yeah. Literally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we don't know one if we're getting I... another season. We don't know if well, this is it, right? I still think we are. We're getting but, but it's not confirmed. So, like, how can they wrap all of this up now into a neat little package in two episodes? There's no way. It's not possible. There has to be a season two. But I feel like they do have to have, like, I feel like it's going to be a wrap-up of, like, the fir- first Death Star getting, like, destroyed, you know? Like, 
it's going to be a wrap up for like the common watchers. That's like not going to be like, oh my gosh, they left us on a big cliffhanger. How dare they? But it's also going to like leave something in the air still. But yeah, there can't be anything final, especially with Thrawn being because mm-hmm. I mean, you, you got to assume he's the big bad of the overlining Mandalorian, Mandoverse, mm-hmm. Baloneyverse. You know that. Yeah. You know. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. So I don't think there's going to be. Because are they still planning that big? I feel like they might wrap up the Ahsoka portion of this in some way, though. And then the next time we see Thrawn, it's in one of the other shows. Or they wrap up the Ahsoka portion and then they move on with like a Ezra, Hera, Sabine, Jason. Rebels 2.0. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) The building of a new... uh, Republic. (laughs) Republic. Uh... A new rebellion. rebellion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, because aren't they still planning that big crossover movie with like Thrawn Supposedly. and Ahsoka and Mandalorian? Supposedly. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like they have to make a season two just because I want it. <laughs> I know, me too. <laughs> and I'm thinking, I mean, they come out of hyperspace. Uh, the chimera and everything and you got the ghost with a select few uh, of the fleet because somehow they were able to convince Mon Mothma or she was able to convince more ships to come out because again Jason might have a feeling and let's wait right here kind of thing yeah that's true like they know yeah (laughs) how are we supposed to know (laughs) I can't believe we're already at two episodes left. Though. Oh, God. Mm. Oh, yeah. But this I show's even... so good. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I can't believe it's, yeah, two, only two episodes left. I'm going to cry. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I feel like that. It. that's it. Yeah. <laughs> On that sad note, Joey. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Won't be the last this is my last thing. episode, guys. Thanks. For <laughs> Way to be a downer. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for joining us as we uh, squirreled about another episode. It wasn't as bad as last time, though. I got to say, we kind of held to the timeline a little bit. We're, we're improving. Yeah. Yeah. It just it depends on how many things draw our attention, of course. But, uh, thanks for joining us for another episode of Knights of the Rogue Republic. Um, you can find us right now during the Ahsoka series every week reviewing an episode and trying to fill in some gaps for you Um, and you can find Walt's apartment live every Wednesday night on the social media platforms Um, so for now may the force be with you um Joey go (laughs) uh The enemy of our enemy is our friend for now. Mm. Mm.